0: Welcome to Grace and Peace Radio. I'm Anthony. And I'm Amy. And together, we talk about applying God's Word to everyday life. Thanks for joining us for today's episode. It's our hope that you will be encouraged and God will be glorified. And with that, let's start the show. All right. Welcome once again, everybody, to Grace and Peace Radio. I am Anthony. I'm Amy. And we are delighted. Very delighted. Super delighted. Yep. Super of.
1: Super califragilistically delighted as I maul that.
0: <laughs> yes, you mauled it, but you mauled it expialidociously. Oh, very good. <laughs> this
1: is why we're a team.
0: Exactly. The Lord knows
1: that nobody else needs to be around us sometimes.
0: That's right. All right. So we have a lot of fun things planned. Mm-hmm. I know that there, there are a lot of podcasts about Shepherd's Conference after Shepherd's Conference, right? We're going to be one of them, but stay with me. Yeah. Don't, don't hang up yet. Yep. Because if you know this show at all, you know, I get a different perspective on it because I don't actually sit in the sermons at all. Nope. So we'll talk more about that. And we also have something old and something new to talk about. Mm -hmm. So we'll talk about that. And we also have a couple of other assorted. Our usual potpourri of things that Our, we, our usual potpourri of assorted sundries. <laughs> that covers it. Better cover it. <laughs> exactly. But first, we have...
1: Trivia! Although I think, first of all, before we start trivia, we need to mention the big day. Actually, big announcement and big day. Lay it on me. The big day is, folks, it is Anthony's birthday today.
0: It is my birthday. Not the day that you're listening to this, no. but the day we're recording this. Yes.
1: It's Ann's birthday, and it's on a Sunday, so we've, we've had a very nice day.
0: Yep. So. And I am now 52. Yep.
1: <laughs> oh, well. It always cracks me up because I'm older than he is, so the sigh always makes me laugh.
0: She is. She is. She is 29. Can you believe that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> And this is why he's my husband. He's a good man.
0: Yep. So
1: and then of course the big announcement
0: is that I finished yes. my MBA. He finished the MBA. He is done. All of you are like, good. <laughs> so sick of hearing it. We're very happy. I'm very, very thankful. Uh you know, obviously praise the Lord for it. He got me through. It was a real nail-biter of a finish mm-hmm. with a particularly hard class. I think it was one of the hardest classes I had, just in terms of how I it was so. structured. The material wasn't the hardest, but how it was structured with only three massive three-hour exams, mm-hmm. that was hard. And so, Plus anyway, the,
1: the pressure of if it did go south – you weren't going to be able to repeat the class immediately. It was going to be a several month delay, and that was
0: correct. Nat it wasn't Biden one of the core well. classes they offer every term. So right. if I didn't pass this class, yeah, you're right. It would, it would have delayed things. So yeah. Anyway, but as he does, the Lord was faithful. I said, Lord, the night before I said the last test, I said, Lord, it's up to you. You know, I really need a C or better on this one, and if it's your will that. This gets dragged out and delayed. Well, I'll be bummed, but there must be some good purpose to it. True. So let me not be bitter or anything and just trust you. If that's your will, then there's some good reason for it. But if not, I'd sure like to get this in the rearview mirror. And he was gracious, and that's what happened. Yes, he did.
1: So. Yeah, it was Quite a day of rejoicing, for mm-hmm. sure.
0: And uh, Oh, and, and just by way of follow-up, I, I got an A, actually. So I actually got better than I needed or expected mm-hmm. on that one. So uh, that was good. So instead of getting a C in the class, I actually got a B. Yeah. So thank the Lord for that. Lord's mercy. Yep. All right. All right. Trivia time. All right. Uh,
1: your question, my love. Who saw fire from a rock Burn or consume bread and meat? Was it Gideon, Elijah, Moses, Joshua? Who saw fire from a rock burn or consume bread and meat? My
0: choices were
1: again Gideon, Elijah, Moses, Joshua.
0: Wow, I've suddenly kind of gone blank on that. I remember, I I believe it was Gideon. Very good.
1: Very good. Yeah, right. that was excellent, because it threw me, because I was thinking Elijah, because he did the sacrifices on Mount Carmel, and Carmel, Carmel, Um and that's meat. I mean, it was oxen, but no, it was Gideon. All right. Judges 621, for anybody who wants to go look that up. All right, so that's yours. Okay, so what's mine?
0: All right. God told Abraham that his descendants would number as many as two things. One was the stars. Name the other. The sand. (sighs) (laughs) Yes, Genesis 22, 15 through 17. Well done. Thank you very much. You are, uh, I think you are undefeated on this. So great job. So are you.
1: (laughs) So, but thank you. All right, listeners, are you undefeated? Listen to Amy
0: talking smack with the (laughs) listeners. (laughs) Yeah, listener. You undefeated? I don't think so.
1: That would be the difference between the New Jersey take on what I said and the Ohio take on
0: what I said. That is definitely true. Poor Amy's just trying to get through this. And I'm like, (laughs) fight, 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 fight. Can I ask a question now? (laughs) Be my guest.
1: All right, folks, fill in the missing word. Quote, thy word is a blank unto my feet and a light unto my path. Again, thy word is a blank unto my feet and a light unto my path. So at the end of our discussion, I will give you the answer to that.
0: All right. Very good. So. Something old. Let's start with that. All righty. Recently, I read two things. One of them was in First Chronicles. And so this is the something old. Because the something old is going to be from the Old Testament. And the something new from wow, the new.
1: Wow. Tricky. Clever, huh? Very tricky. Yes.
0: And then the something another is going to be from the Book of Mormon. No. <laughs> Just kidding.
1: <laughs> I'll smack him afterwards, folks.
0: <laughs> so in First Chronicles, uh, it was in chapter, it's around about chapter 13. It's where the Lord really establishes uh, David's kingdom when David gets Anointed crowned. again. Thank you. Anointed as king, crowned as king, and all the fighting men came together to Hebron and Fully determined, it says, to make David king over all Israel. All the rest of the Israelites were also of one mind to make David king. And they spend time there, and there were plentiful supplies of flour, fig cakes, raisin cakes, wine, oil, cattle, and sheep, for there was joy in Israel. So we see blessing there, and we see David's kingdom established throughout this whole chapter. It says in verse uh, 17 there of chapter 14, I believe it is. It says, so David's fame spread throughout every land and the Lord made all the nations fear him. And what I really liked as I read through this section, it's not one particular verse, but through this, this passage, you see how the Lord establishes David's kingdom. And this is it. This is the high point of Israel's history. true. David is now the anointed king and God gives them blessing. God gives them peace on all sides at this point. You know, he he defeats the Philistines and, and it says, you know, David's fame spread throughout every land and the Lord made all the nations fear him. David is now king judging and leading in righteousness and so on. And as I read that, and just thinking about what an awesome time that must have been to be alive, to be, um, you know, a son of Israel, daughter of Israel and to be alive under David's reign. True. At yeah. that point. And just the, the blessing of the whole thing, this, the celebration, all of it. It just pointed me to the great future glory of Christ's full and final reign. Like if David's kingdom in that moment, was so amazing and so righteous. A
1: fulfillment of years in the making of, and of God's promise.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How much more will it be just amazing and awesome when all this sin is done away with, all these enemies of the Lord are done away with, everything is judged, and Jesus establishes his full, and perfect kingdom, and he reigns, and his enemies are under his feet. They are vanquished. The great foe, the devil, is defeated, and Jesus' kingdom is established, and he reigns forever and ever and ever. Pretty awesome thought. What a great time that's going to be. And so just thinking about those two things, I was so encouraged as I thought about that. And then I'll throw this out there too. What was really neat about reading it, I read that on, well, it was... March 8th, because that was the first day of Shepherd's Conference. Right. And at breakfast at the hotel, I ran into a guy. I was having breakfast and sitting next to a guy and he was talking to me about all this stuff about his testimony and so forth. And I got to a point where I, I could just tell something was a little bit different. Mm-hmm. And so I asked him, what's your Bible reading like? You know you've you've been a Christian for over ten years w- what's your Bible reading like and I say things were off because a lot of what he was talking about was the the fantastic the God did an amazing thing this amazing testimony this everything seemed to be
1: bigger than life
0: bigger than life thank you and so I just asked him what what's your Bible reading like and have you have you read the Bible cover to cover and he said, well. No, no, I haven't. You know, I've, I've, I've read a lot of the Old Testament. I've read, I guess, maybe you read through the New Testament, but he hadn't read it cover to cover. I so, said, "Now, this is again somebody who's been a Christian for over a decade," mm-hmm. and I told him, "I said, look, let me encourage you. More than anything, more than listening to, you know, this is a, this is Shepherd's Conference. So, more than listening to every John MacArthur sermon that's." ever been recorded right. or whatever, or sermons of this one or that one or whomever, more than any of that, read your Bible. I said, Spurgeon said, visit many books, but live in the Bible. I said mm-hmm. That's where your strength comes from. That's where it's at. And then the next morning, I bumped into him in the elevator. Mm-hmm. And-, and he told me, He actually heard the conversation, and he loaded a a Bible reading app on his phone.
1: Which I found very
0: encouraging. So I was very encouraged by that. So I pray that he keeps going with that. I hope he's fed by the Lord's word. I'm sure he will be. But I told him, I said, that's great. That's awesome. I said, keep reading. I said, look, just this morning, I was reading about David's kingdom being established. And then I was thinking about the Lord's kingdom. And man, I'm so excited right now, because I know this is... I, I can't wait for this to happen and what this means. And, and who would think? You know, a lot of times we, even if we believers, we we think, oh man, First Chronicles, exactly or, you know, the chronicles. And well, everybody I've thinks been about one who that. Said that. Mm-hmm. So everybody thinks about the genealogies and stuff. But if you stop and you think and you meditate through some of this stuff, all these other things come to light. You're like, man, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, I got blessed just by reading that this morning. So that was really cool.
1: Yeah, and it's just, again, another reminder of why we do read the Bible cover to cover, you know, and that the Old Testament is as important as the New Testament, because it's all God's Word, and Jesus is through the whole thing. And it's a good reminder to me, because I know as our pastor's been going through Romans, and he's been trying to emphasize to us about future glory, you know, suffering that we go through in this small amount of time— relatively speaking in terms of eternity that we we need to look toward our future glory and be excited about that and I'm guilty of that I don't tend to think of future glory as much as I should so I appreciate you putting together chronicles and the reign of David coming into his kingdom with what we're going to look forward to with Jesus coming back
0: yeah it's really neat so so I guess before I get to the new, I'll tell you some other cool things that happened at Shepherd's Conference. Yeah. Now again, you know, I'm I'm working in the book ten for one of the book publishers. In three years I haven't been to any of the no, sermons. You have not. And I mean I could, I could jump out and do that, but I just don't get the chance. But I get fed in, in other ways because, like I said, I get to have conversations with, with all these guys and, and ladies, you know, as the, the volunteers from the church are there, there's ladies that will walk around and look at the books and stuff. And But mainly it's the, the guys, it's these pastors, and just hearing what the Lord is doing is really, really neat.
1: I really do look forward to you being able to attend specifically for that reason, because you do you are lifted up and you are encouraged by these these guys that you encounter and their stories and what they're doing for the kingdom. And, you know, and you've gotten opportunities to pray with these guys. And that's, so you've had a chance to encourage them. And that's what I appreciate about you being able to go out there.
0: Yeah, it's fun. So, okay, a couple of quick highlights. I met a couple of brothers that are, one is an American missionary to Rome. And he was there with another of the pastors from his church and that pastor didn't speak English. But what they told me was that they said, well, look around the tent. There's there's more Christians under this tent right now, probably, than there are in the entire city of Rome. He said that they call Italy the graveyard of missionaries because 90% go home within the first four years of being there.
1: How's that for information?
0: That was wild. Mm-hmm. You know? And you think about how big Rome is, and, to, and then to just look around this tent, and there's I don't know, maybe 500, maybe a 1,000 people in there. And he's saying that there's more Christians here than there are in the entire city of Rome. That was pretty interesting.
1: And it's interesting to get those kinds of statistics and thoughts directly from the person who's involved with it. Right. It, It makes a different impact than if you're just reading it.
0: Yep. Another cool thing, I met a brother who is a Bible translator, and he translates into Aramaic. And what he said was that there are actually 150 dialects of aramaic or sub languages or however you want to right. classify it and that was fascinating and so he was explaining all the different dialects and where they come from and all it it was it was just crazy the knowledge was was so vast mm-hmm. of, of just that mm-hmm. particular major you know that language right how it's broken out into all these different things that was just fascinating it's, you know and it,
1: it blew me away when you sent me that information and I I couldn't even imagine that many dialects in one language.
0: It reminds me of how every year if you look in the news somewhere you can dig through and find a story pretty much every year that scientists discover thousands of previously unknown species. True. That even today in 2023 we're still finding species that aren't documented. And again, the Lord's creative glory on display. Well, to me, That one language can have 150 dialects to it is an example like that. It's just the diversity just in language. Right. You know, it's like I always say, we watch these nature documentaries and there's not one type of banana, there's 50 or whatever Mm -hmm. the case is. There's not one type of potato in the world. There's, you know, a thousand. I don't know how many there are, but I know there's, it's like that with certain bugs or whatever, you know, there's Mm -hmm. not one type of beetle, there's... However, many yeah. and they each do
1: something a little differently.
0: Mm-hmm. One of the other interesting things that this guy said was that in Genesis 1, the reason it says that God created the greater light and the lesser light, and he doesn't call them the sun and the moon. Mm-hmm. The reason more than likely the the reason Moses wrote it that way is because the sun and the moon were names for the sun god and and the moon god. And again, it would be whatever it it is there in in the original language. But the point is, so by saying the greater light and the lesser light, he avoided the confusion of saying that God created the sun god and the moon god.
1: I never, ever knew that.
0: Right. And if he had said he created the sun and the moon, the readers at that time would have taken that as meaning he created the sun god and the moon god, and it would have given them validity and it would have created a pantheon. Right, right. So that was neat. I talked to one brother who is a chaplain in the jail of a major city in the US. And it was just really, we didn't get into any specific stories, but it was just fascinating to know that this brother is serving as a chaplain in this very, very hard field. And then another brother is a chaplain for one of the field offices of the Secret Service.
1: I thought that was cool. I thought
0: that was really mm-hmm. cool. Uh, another brother is a, is a minister, is a chaplain, I guess, of a state legislature. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know they had such a thing. Yeah, they have a chaplain at this. At pretty much every state legislature has a chaplain, and then also Congress has a chaplain mm. as well. But anyway- it was interesting to hear that the Lord puts people in places of influence. That To look at it another way, God hasn't yet entirely removed himself from America. The Lord is still merciful to give Christians into these positions of influence.
1: That's encouraging. Mm-hmm. Because as you were saying that as far as a chaplain in a legislative body, I mean, honestly, I would think that would be almost harder than being a chaplain in a major – prison, as far as, seriously, hardness of heart and all the wokeness and mm-hmm. political infighting, all of that. Yeah. So, interesting.
0: Yeah. So, there were all kinds of stories, you know, uh, men training pastors in closed countries, so many different things. You know, and then also just personal stories of people saying, well, do you have a book on this topic? Because it directly impacts them. They've got a loved one battling with some sin issue. Mm-hmm. And they, that person's not saved. And, you know, how can they, is there, you could just see this person desired so much to reach that person with the good news that Jesus can help. But up to this point, their family member has been resistant. Right. So, so that's uh, just a few of the neat stories from Shepherd's Conference. So the something new is in Acts 26, when Paul is giving his defense before King Agrippa. He gives his, his famous defense. I thought this was pretty cool. I Again, you know, this is one of those passages you read and read and read, and then you see something new in it every time. When Paul is explaining his conversion, how the Lord Jesus literally stopped him in his tracts, tracts, listen to me, like gospel tracts.
1: <laughs> well, he just came from a conference, I guess that's I
0: guess so. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord stopped him in his tracts. Anyway, I'll pick it up in verse 15. Then I asked, Who are you, Lord? I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting, the Lord replied. Now get up and stand on your feet, for I have appeared to you to appoint you as a servant and a witness of what you have seen of me, and I will show you. I will rescue you from your own people and from the Gentiles. Listen to this I am sending you to them to open their eyes and turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan to God, so that they may receive forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. Now, there's a lot there, but the really cool part about this was just seeing what Jesus said to him. I am sending you to them to open their eyes. So in Christ, listener, if you know Jesus, this is you. Our eyes have been opened. We have been turned from darkness to light Mm -hmm. and from the power of Satan to God. What's more... The purpose of that, you know, Jesus here says, so that, so the purpose is they may receive forgiveness of sins, that's what we have now, and a place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. So first of all, there's a place, that we have a place, we have a position, we are in, we are one of those. I mean, that, that's incredible in and of itself. True. We're no longer Outside, but as it says in elsewhere in the New Testament, we have been brought near. And in Psalm 113, it talks about how, you know, we've been picked up out of the ash heap and seated Mm -hmm. among the princes. You know, so, so again, received forgiveness of sins and a place among those who are sanctified or made holy. So that's amazing. You know, we're set apart by faith, but he doesn't just say by faith. You know, Jesus here says by faith in. Me. Good point. In me. So every one of these bits here can be emphasized. So when I read that, that morning, the other day, I just stopped and thanked the Lord. I said, Lord Jesus, you know, thank you that, that you have opened my eyes, that you're the one who turned me from darkness to light. You're the one that rescued me from the power of Satan and turned me to God and gave me forgiveness of sins. You gave me a place, and, and I thought of that even at Shepherds Conference, that I am among all of these, these people of God. Right. And really, each one of us, you, me, listener, every Sunday, that's what it is. You and I are given a place among those who have received forgiveness of sins and are sanctified by faith in Jesus. Don't take that for granted. Don't lose sight of that. Don't think, well, it's just Sunday I'm meeting with you know these people and I really kind of don't like that guy over there. I'm not really, I don't get along with her over there. Forget all that. Mm-hmm. I know we're all different. I know sometimes it's a, it's a struggle. But the point, the bigger picture, the real thing that's going on every single Sunday even or anytime you're, you're together with Christians is that you have been given a place among God's people.
1: It's mm-hmm. amazing. It is amazing. And so, it is something that we need to be mindful of and cling to because that's our hope. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's hope that can be seen.
0: Yeah. And again, you know, if we want to, just like we did with David's example in first Chronicles, look at this from an eschatological perspective. We, you have been given a place among the people of God the people who have been sanctified by faith in me. Revelation says the robes have been washed in the blood. Mm-hmm. All of the, these countless multitudes, these thousands of thousands, you now have a place because of Jesus. God saved you and me. It's amazing. It is amazing. And, and it does just,
1: it's almost overwhelming at times. Mm-hmm. Of, wow, me, mm-hmm. of all people.
0: I know. And you think about where where you came from.
1: Oh my yes.
0: The sin that you were involved in, the lifestyle you were involved in, mm-hmm. to where where the Lord has you now, where you know, where the Lord has me now and my life, my sin, all of that. And I think, Lord, you did all this. You you brought me from that place and from those things and from the darkness and the blindness and all that to here. Praise the Lord. Absolutely. And this is just again, just a, a glimmer a glimpse of what is to come. We can't even understand. It. No, we can't, we can't fathom. fathom
1: that. No, yeah. no, we truly can't. But we hope on it. And yep. and we we look to our future glory.
0: And that hope is a sure hope. It's a confident, mm-hmm. it's a done deal hope. Absolutely. Yep. Well, on that note. So I guess, I guess we could say this was something old, something new, and something new and not yet. <laughs> now and not yeah, yet. Yeah,
1: now and not yet. That's true. Well, to sort of uh, emphasize a bit, We'll go back to the trivia question. Yep. we Got to wrap that up. So the question was, fill in the missing word. Thy word is a blank unto my feet and a light unto my path. And the answer to that would be a lamp. Mm -hmm. The word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So listener, and that comes from uh, Psalm 119, verse 105. So, Listener, that's what we talk about all the time and encourage you to do, and even in, in this episode, that be in the Word and uh, rejoice in
0: that. Amen. That's a good word, Amy. Good way to wrap it up. Thank you. Well, listeners, it's been fun. Yes, as always. So we thank you so much for joining us. We are honored, and we're just so so grateful and honored. If we can do anything, we can pray for you or – you want to just say hi or whatever, feel free to email us show at graceandpeaceradio.com. Show at graceandpeaceradio.com. And until next time, the Lord bless you. Goodbye. Take care. Grace and Peace Radio is honored to be a member of the Christian podcast community and the Society of Reformed Podcasters. For more information, visit us at graceandpeaceradio.com or on Facebook. Until next time, I'm your host, Anthony Russo, and Jesus changed my life.